This is episode 306 for June 2014. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our regular edition of the Crawl Space. Let me introduce who we've got on the panel this month. We've got George. What's going on, George? What about a foot long and a bag of nuts, Jomo. <laughs> you stopped by the subway, eh? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. We also have Jr. from SpideyKicksButt.com. What's going on, Jr.? Hey, Brad. Um, yeah. You know when we did that, um, we did that movie special movie thing, and that fake Mike guy showed up. Yeah, yeah. He's gone now, right? He didn't come back, did he? Um. Uh, I, uh, hello. Is this? Ah! <laughs> He's still on the line, Jr. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm here to haunt your worst nightmares, Jr. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Mike on the line, the spectacular Mike, as we established on the movie show. Also known as Still a Nerd. Don't forget. Still a Nerd on the front page and on the internet in general. Welcome back, Mike. You're filling in for Mr. Bailey. Yeah, the other Mike. I, I, guess I, I guess I have to be back here, I suppose, because it's just to torment JR and you guys. And... <laughs> You've got more identities than Norman Osborne. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I have the, I've also, uh, well, like, along with uh, George, where I'm the co-founder of the uh, Crawl Space Delta House, known yeah. as uh, Badger. And they also call him uh, Mason Banks. Well, yeah, or that, or <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget that mas- that masochistic bastard too. There's that. That's right. Oh man. <laughs> man. Who assigned you that one? The current writer. That. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's okay. somebody with the initials G and B. Oh, G and B. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, let me uh, get a little uh, reviews from iTunes at the top of this show. We've got two, and we're going across the globe for this one. Let me uh, head over to the United Kingdom. Across the pond, as they say. Across the pond. Across the Danny Boy Jr. Jr. Wow, two ju- I've never heard of Junior Jr. Okay. He gave us five out of five stars, and it says, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome podcast. Blimey. There you go. <laughs> I love the podcast. Without it, I would be incredibly bored on my daily walk to school as the podcast keeps me entertained for hours on end. I love listening to George recounting past Spider-Man fights on Friday Night Fights. Hell yeah, you do. JR keeping me informed on past Spider-Man adventures that I should and definitely shouldn't have a look at. And the new edition of Michael Bailey is great as he gives a very different perspective to the show. And lastly, but not least, is Brad, who manages to keep everyone under control, <laughs> right, and forces himself to review the comics we know will never get better, that will never get better. Yes, I'm looking at you, Marvel Knight Spider-Man, as well as getting out the podcast to us. You have encouraged me to pick up several new series that I would have never thought of picking up, like the superior foes of Spider-Man, so thank you all for the work and the effort that you guys put into the podcast. I look forward to listening to you discuss everything Spider-Man for years to come, and his name is Daniel McGregor. You know, how how neat is that? Yeah, it's, it's I awesome. Mean, uh, we, we've talked to people before from other countries during the live caller stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we almost had an in- international incident with Sweden at one point. <laughs> Good. Um, but, uh, you know, until I smoothed it over. <clears throat> no thanks to JR. Um, yeah, but, how, I mean, just how cool is that? The fact that, that you do something there, you know, right there in your own community, Jomo, and through the magic yeah. of the uh, of the interwebs. Sweet. Sweet. 
There's a dude walking to school over in Britain who listens to us. Yeah, it's awesome. I like the fact that there's, you know, I've always wanted to go there, so at least, I mean, I can't go there anytime soon, so I'm glad I'm over there in some way. Yeah. Well, you've got a friend in Daniel. Well, I tell you, I I take the UK like a jackhammer, Jomo. Well, I've been there like 20 years ago, so. Really? Yeah. For the, it was for like a school thing. So about the most exotic place I've ever been to is a Boys Town down there in the Wave of Laredo across the border. Oh, I haven't even been west of the Rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be people who actually know what that is. They're like, "Holy crap, Barry! What are you?" <laughs> Jr. Nice, nice guy. He likes your history. Well, yes, yes. Unlike that one guy who didn't, but uh, who I, I will never, ever, ever forgive. But uh, you know, I wonder if if, if is uh, Britain importing the podcast some kind of Revenge that we're taking on on them for for uh, those bad British comedies they keep sending us. Oh, whoa, whoa, what what are <laughs> Wait the man? Well, yeah, what, I've got a little deject about this a little bit. I, li- I like their their funny shows. Well, it depends on what year. Well, it depends on how far back you go. Jr., you just hate everything. Oh, I do. I'm a hater. I'm just a <laughs> hater. You know. Let me let me go back to the United States where the the uh, they still love us. Uh, num- <laughs> We have the subject title. This is from Chucky76. Hey. And the uh, headline is My Favorite Podcast, Smiley Face. Five out of five stars. This is my favorite podcast, and it makes the drive to work better. You guys are so funny, yet very educational, information, and, and informal. And, and wait a minute. Informative I read, is the word you're looking for. No, I, I read for a living, and I'm, I'm about to get fired. Uh, <laughs> so funny, yet very educational, informational on Spider-Man topics. And I'm sad to hear some of the gang left, but keep up the good work and keep the spider history. It's great. We were this close to getting it cut. Yeah, mm. you you were on the border. The ratings came in, and you know, fifty oh. fifty. Oh. You were like the, you were like Hannibal on NBC. <laughs> Boy, no doubt. Boy, a lot a lot of stuff got the axe today. Oh, it did. Man. Oh, I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, this so was a don't... dark day for some shows. Okay, because I'm on the West Coast, so I haven't quite seen the, the show yet. If you, so don't if you like spoil the NBC show Revolution? It's canceled. I could I could I could hear well, millions of uh, community fans, you know, crying out in horror, and then we're silent. They already are. I have a, I know somebody who's Agents of so. Shield has been picked up for season two. And we're, we're going to get Agent Carter. <laughs> we're going to get Agent. We're going to get Haley Atwell in her own show. That's right. Now you see, I'm mixed on that. There's don't like be. Five... She's hot. There, there's 5,000 alleged Marvel heroes, and Agent Carter is getting one before Moon Knight. Dude, if you – here's the thing, Brad. If you give me a, a proto-Shield show, you know, like Shield when it, just when it first hit, and you give me yeah. characters like her, maybe bring in Dum Dum Dugan, maybe you bring back Howard Stark. Oh, I'm there. Screw it. And Because, it, I mean, it's a period piece. It's going to be set in the 40s. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're there, huh? Oh, You're there. It's done. Done, well, wait, man. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, Brad, what choice is there? I mean, okay, you can have Haley. You can watch Haley Atwell every week, or okay. Moon Knight. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm just saying, Agent Carter isn't the first hero from Marvel that comes to mind, of having her own, having their own show. Well, what about the other? What about those other four that are supposed to be coming out, like uh, Daredevil? Oh well, yeah, yeah. Daredevil makes sense. Coming, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited that Agent Agents of Shield is going to get a second season now that it finally got good. Oh, I know. I, I yeah, I, I, kind of finally I was did, worried, yeah. man. I was like, oh, I don't. They may have waited too long to because I quit. Because I quit after watching the second episode, and then yeah. when I saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier, it's like, 
and it's like, oh, I wonder how this is going to fi- affect the show. I tell, you, I tell you what, boy, if that, if, that, so, if that Chloe Bennett doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. She's hot. Mm. <laughs> All right, enough field talk, enough Agent Carter talk. This is Spider-Man. Uh, thank you to people that wrote in on iTunes. All you got to do is type in Spider-Man on your iTunes account and write us a review and look under podcasts. Uh, also, I want to give another thank you every month, Craig who is Hornacek on the board, uh, donates $3.99 to the site to help pay, help us pay the bills. Oh, that's Hornacek? That's Hornacek. Mm. I didn't put the two together, but oh. thank you, Hornacek. You're the only person that ever donates every month <laughs> to help pay He's the bills. He's our first subscriber. He's our very first subscriber. <laughs> we don't have a subscription service. Give me this free. But he's always said the podcast is worth one comic book a month, and I appreciate that. And so, if you'd like to donate, look for the uh, the uh, what is it, what is it uh, on the front page? It's SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> if you look over on the right hand side of the front page, uh, I think it says donate, doesn't it? Yeah, or t- I think I tip. think it does. And anyway, it goes to a PayPal account, and you can help uh, pay the bill, or you can just send me a check directly. Tip via PayPal. That's the little icon that you can click on, so I appreciate that. Or just send George money. Or not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with Spider News, gang. We've got a lot of it. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this is hilarious, George. George, uh, earlier this... Uh, a couple days ago, was replying in a March 2013 thread. Yeah. I I went to the dentist that day. I should have gone to the eye doctor. (laughs) And I just clicked on it to have my notes in front of me, and that is obviously the. And then you just clicked on it. I did. Uh, Who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Okay, here here is the problem that it lies, George. This is what happened. What? I wrote May 2013 podcast scheduling on the very first thing. That's probably what threw you. You know, normally that happens like in January, February. People are still no, screwing. Like five months. Not like almost months. halfway through the year. No, that, that's <laughs> not normal. All right. Uh, first bit of spider news. Uh, George, you've got this one. Evidently, there is a new petition online to get a director's cut of Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> on Blue. There is. What, I, I, I laughed when I saw this because I was like, yeah, I was... Dude, a director's cut ain't going to fix the writing. I was going to say that, too, yeah. <laughs> a director's cut is not going to fix the writing, and, and they're wanting more stuff added. And I'm like, dude. It's got a four-hour movie. I know, man. This is, this is on the list of demands. Yeah. Right, so this is started by a dude. I think he's in India. Uh, okay. Mahesh Balish, that's his name, of Mumbai. Um, so th- this is the list of demands here for, for a Blu-ray. An attack on Oscorp by the Green Goblin. Didn't didn't we see that? Well, there was a scene in the in one of the trailers where uh, the black cat is standing in the window, and you see the goblin rise up by the yeah, window. Yeah, I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah, I think that's what he's an, talking about. An alternate scene in which a tumultuous scene is portrayed differently. I don't understand that at all. They they want the goblin to choke Gwen. I think is what that's talking uh, about. Extended Times Square and clock tower scenes. Okay, first of all, that that Times Square scene was perfect. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to have anything added to it. Um, another Peter Gwen scene, a scene with Max and his mother. For what? what? Why would you Why? give Electro more screen time? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to edit this thing, you should just have Electro completely cut out of the movie. Yes. Like I said in the review. Yeah. A possible espionage plotline in regards to Oscorp, Mary Jane <laughs> scenes, and Norman Osborn's head scene. 
No, not Which, that last for, one. At for all. some of the of the fans, not that you know, maybe hadn't heard our movie review or, or there's this isn't really a spoiler because it wasn't in the movie. But a deleted scene had like Norman Osborn's head cryogenically frozen in it. Uh, we've actually seen pictures yeah. of it. And initially, yeah. I thought you guys were actually – I thought that was a joke until I actually saw the screen cap of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean because it sounds so ridiculous, but then you think, oh, yeah. oh, oh shit, they were really thinking that. They were really yeah, – exactly. that, that almost happened. And that was, would have been cool. one of those, oh, my gosh, this is so bad, it's hilarious moments. Yeah. So maybe for that reason, they maybe could have put it in. So I know JR loved, <laughs> uh, loved the potential for a head, Norman head. Well, I, well, when I first saw Norman Osborn head scene, I was thinking – Wait a minute! I didn't, I didn't think they were doing sins past this early. Oh, oh wow! Wow! Hey, kids, lo- read comics. Uh, <laughs> um, here's the thing: Why can't they just be uh, deleted scenes on a Blu-ray? I mean, why we could please everybody? Yeah. Why do they want them back in the movie? Because you know, <coughs> look, look at what. Remember what they did with Spider-Man Two. Yeah, you had Spider Man 2, then you had Spider Man so 2.1 where they'd actually worked, you know, others. It actually worked for Spider Man 2.1, but that's mm-hmm. also because Spider Man 2 was a good movie to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing it made Daredevil a better movie, I thought, with the director's cut. Oh, no, Daredevil was better than ASM 2. The, the, no, 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 no. He's talking about the director's cut of Daredevil. I, I yeah. still disagree. But, the, yeah, the director's cut of Daredevil was better than the regular Daredevil. Eh. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Anyway, I don't need uh, things to be like the Lord of the Rings movies. I don't need to pop a Spider-Man movie in and watch it for four hours. I don't. Do you, yeah, not, JR, none, of you these, want, none of these things. I'm sorry, Brad. Go yeah. ahead. I was just going to go to you if you want these back in the movie. Uh, no, see, I'm looking at You're these, right. and none of them seem to add things to the movie. You know, like for example, when we go back to Spider-Man three. Uh, and you hear about some scenes like the, you know there was a scene where the you know where we found out what really happened to the little girl and you know it seemed like there were a few things that, that actually might have helped Spider-Man three which you know needed another pass through the editing room but looking at these none of these add anything yeah. you know I mean a scene with Max and his mother I mean come on the guy was creepy enough do we need to see him with <laughs> his mom you know yeah. if there's if there's one thing you can't fix in post it's bad writing. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, and no the doubt. Mary Jane scenes. I mean, yeah, it would kind of be interesting, but to, to well to see them. But I don't think Shailene Woodley's going to be Mary Jane. So no, I don't. I think she's busy doing other stuff now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, uh, Mike, what's your opinion? Do you want these back in the movie, or you just want them as deleted scenes? Um, I probably just go with deleted scenes. Actually, because yeah, I agree with George. It's not going to help the movie one way or another, really. I mean, right. the only thing it would probably add do is probably embellish a few things, but from the description of what these things sound like, uh, no, these are just going to be. Right. Yeah. One of the th- one of the things that I could actually see is if they actually wanted to add in more meat on the Harry and Peter stuff. Yeah, and make, and make it feel a little more organic and not. Yeah, just rather than just shoehorned in. in at the last, yeah. like they did. But that wasn't on the list of demands here. That's you know. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, let's change to another topic. How about we hit up? Uh, we're going to McDonald's, Jr. 
Or <laughs> <laughs> it's time to happy. It's Happy Meal time. Evidently, Spider Man is on Happy Meals. Tell me about this. Yes, indeed. I mean, for <laughs> for all of you who remember the uh, Spider Man three toys at uh, Burger King, and who remember the uh, McDonald toys back from the nineteen nineties uh, uh, Spider Man animated show. Well, the clown has come through again, and uh, <laughs> and, and and not only that, but he's uh, he, he's he's preaching gender equality this time around. <laughs> because not only do we have boy toys for Spider-Man, we have cute little pink toys for girls. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, but which is kind of sexist because it implies that all girls like pink and stuff. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I went to McDonald's. Actually, I got a couple of these. I got the tin, the, like there's the little spider tin, which is kind of neat. But then I got. You got the what? Hello? You got indigestion? This you get spider. Indigestion? I don't. I. I don't think I'm going to get any use out of that. You. You. You broke I'm up. Get you, any use out of that? You got the tin, but you got the what? You broke up. Oh. You, oh. I'm sorry. I got the tin, which seemed a little useful, but the uh, then I get this big ugly black spider. You know, and it's like, oh yeah. I, what am I going to do with that? I don't want that. Well, from what I can tell is this is the first time Happy Meal toys have ever had the same toys for both genders. I mean, is that a good thing, Jr. or bad? What do you think? Well, I I'm not going to get any use out of the pink toys either. <laughs> you know, well, you know, Happy, Happy Meals aren't aimed at your your demographic or my demographic. It's aimed. Brad, for, now wait a minute. Now, wait, 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 little girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is making me want to go out and get her some Spider Girl. So stuff, it's kind of yeah. your demographic. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I was I was implying that he was talking about the I don't get much use out of it. Well, we're not the ones supposed to be playing with it. Wait, 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 we're not. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> well, well, we're not. <laughs> oh man, let's let's open it up to the panel. What do you think of uh, Spider Man girl toys and Spider Man boy toys at, at McDonald's for a change? I support all sexes. <laughs> I don't. Mike, I, I don't know what, what to say. Think? I mean, I, little girls like Spider Man. I mean, I, what are we supposed to do? Sit here like a bunch of grognards and freak out about that? No, I. More power to them. I, I just wish they are they Spider Girl themed. Hey, I well, they're pink and there's there's barrettes and there's bracelets. so no, they're not like Mayday themed. They're just pink and it's like My Little yeah. Pony stuff. But the ones for girls, not Spider the ones Girl for... doesn't have a movie coming out, so I can understand why they're going to put Spider Man on. Now, there, it. there needs to be more Mayday stuff out there. That, Oh, I agree. Missed opportunity, Mike. What do you think? I'm all for little kids having useless pieces of plastic. So I'm. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I I mean, as somebody who can remember when Happy Meals first came out, Brad, you can too, probably. Yeah, dude. Um, I remember even even they at one point had like a little fire truck thing. You could pull the thing, and the little fire truck would go, and it it looked like Mary McCheese or one of those you know scary bastards, and. and I wanted this, and my dad took me to like I don't know like eighty-seven different McDonald's trying to find this thing. And everyone he would like rather than and nowadays you could just ask him, hey, can I get this toy? But back then you couldn't, so we would just have to hope for the luck of the draw. We finally got one, but we were gone. I swear to God, like four hours. And my mother like we got home, and my mother was like, I'll whip you both. What? What? Where you been? See, I was kind of like that with the uh, when they had the Muppet Babies ones. Oh, good. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you – I know you because you've been the Muppets yeah. fan, Brad. So, I mean, I just figured yeah. – so. But, yeah, I, I kind of was trying to collect all of them and everything like that. So, I'm not sure if they ever had, like, any kind of 
Transformer ones at all when they were first coming out, like or go maybe they were GoBots or something. I don't know, but <laughs> they had they had Star Trek the Motion Picture meals. Do you guys remember those? Before they my did. time, nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty, yeah, yeah, or seventy nine, seventy nine. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. What do you mean before those? your time? Well, I mean, I don't remember. That's why I. Here, how old is Michael? When were you born? Uh probably in the same year you were, Brad. Seventy five. Yep. Oh, you're four, you're thirty nine. Yeah, I know. Very very good. Set yeah. phasers to fry, baby. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah. All right, well, I'm actually thirty eight, but close enough. But you guys are all talking. Oh, we added another youngster on the show. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with Mike. Let's talk about the explosions of Amazing Spider-Man 1 variants. Oh, every, yeah. Every couple days we're getting a new one, dude, and the book's already out. Well, yeah, this one, I was like, I mean, the, the, the thing about variants, of course, everybody knows that when you, the idea that... Do, that when you get a variant, you have to, in order to get it qualified for a variant, the dealer has to border so many copies of, of, of an issue and everything, and was just checking it out. I didn't actually get an exact count of this, but there was something like 45 or 50 of these things that came out for Amazing Spy- the new Amazing Spider-Man number one. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, which includes like, you know, regular ver- editions and sketch editions, and some of them actually look pretty, pretty decent. Some of them are Eh, okay. I'm kind of wondering why you have those. Um, it's just a pinup. It's all it is. Oh, I mean, yeah. And some of them don't even seem like they're meant to be covers. Yeah, and there was one in particular um, written by, um, by uh, done by artist Greg Horn, which was a, right, right. Which was a, which is, was a GameStop exclusive. So you did, this cover was only available for if you belong to the GameStop power-up club, which, you know, mm-hmm. you basically have to pay membership dues and everything for this. So... And I forgot whatever the point system was that you had to pay, purchase so many points in order to qualify for this particular variant. And right. what? And I think there was only no, no, I agree. Yeah, and there was only six thousand uh, copies of this, of this floating around. Mm-hmm. And um, I was checking out some of the thing in, on um, what the, some of the stuff was, what these things were selling for eBay, and the link you have up on the message on the front page, um, it said right. the starting bid was over was over a hundred dollars. Well, I just happened to check the fine, what the final bid is, and I want to go around to each one of you to and toss out a number oh. without <laughs> looking at the eBay account, by the way. Oh, right. that's good. So I want you to basically throw out a number. Exactly, how much do you think the final bid was for what the ish for this um, for this bid on eBay, the, the issue or eBay? Uh, two hundred and seventy-five dollars. This is like the Price is Right on the crawl space. Go ahead. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. that wasn't it. I will. Hi, I will okay. bet somebody was stupid enough to pay five hundred for it. Whoa! Nope. Higher or lower? They are. I well, I'm gonna really go on on a limb and say that somebody was stupid enough to pay over a thousand dollars for it. No way. Jr. is correct. Oh my god! A thousand dollars? No, not quite a thousand dollars. Not including the shipping and handling. It was one thousand three hundred and thirty-four dollar dollars oh. ninety-nine cents. That is goddamn dick. And this was after 75 bids. Wow. 75 bids? Yes. I'm not kidding. That's I'm looking at the I, if you want to look, I'm looking at the thing right now as we speak. It's so one Oh, wow. Gosh. Wow. Yes. Yes. And of no. course, this and of course this issue, I mean, so to say this guy got ripped off is putting it mildly, and also this issue was also a rip off at $6. So <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, yeah. 
thing is, I like Greg Horn, and it's just a it's a Mike Zek ripoff. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, it's like a it's, a it's essentially it's Craven it's the cover for Craven's Last Hunt thing with uh, just with him in the classic costume. But but yeah, a thousand dollars. Yeah, and just to compare some of this stuff because I'm looking at some of these other things that are on. Well, some people have paid for you know. You know, there's other versions of this variant out there that was like they some people paid four hundred, but yeah. but yeah, that, you know, so yeah, you know, Jr. is the winner here because he's got you know, guessed it was over a thousand. He, he wins the showcase showdown, is what he <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that anyone's a winner in a world where that kind of thing happens. <laughs> you know, our, our friend uh, Sam uh, Kirby, who has one of the largest Spider-Man collections I've ever seen, he's he is uh, he despises variants. He says it ruins the collecting aspect of it and the fact mm-hmm. that, say, 20 years from now, we all know what the cover of Amazing Spider-Man 121 is. We all know what the cover is of Amazing Spider-Man 300 is and 400 and 500 and 100. We don't know what the cover is of Amazing Spider-Man Volume 3 Number 1 is. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of that? Do you think we... Is it just us long-term fans bitching about it? I mean, it, we lose the identity of what issue happened where. Well, it well, goes back. Well, go, go ahead, George. This thing printed off 700,000 copies, man. I mean, I, I remember, you know, Spider-Man number one in, what, 1989, 1990? When was that, McFarland's? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, number one. How much that was, is that worth today? I, I'm still selling my 10 copies I bought. <laughs> For how much? Not Cover price. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone who – as a history major is interesting you know, to me because history is repeating itself yeah. because people are like, oh, this is it, and I want to get this, and it's going to be a collectible. And I'm like, well, no, it's not really because there's going to be so many of them. It's not gonna- well, there's 75 people on that eBay auction that are willing <laughs> to pay near up to 1300 bucks. A fool and his money are easily parted, Brad. Yeah, that's true. Well, and the only reason this thing got was selling initially, well, we now we know why it was got to the seven hundred thousand copy things because you had like fifty variants of this thing. So, yeah. which uh, that's well, I'm sure not. That's not all of it, but that's so. Yeah, this is this is going right back to the night, the good old nineteen nineties again, which is um, where they're going to you know have all those different you know because remember you know well I don't think we're quite yet at the holographic. Color covers yet. I like the holographic covers and the stuff like that, but well, the yeah. variants. Yeah. And you know, you're paying this much for an issue. It's getting airlifted by a security team to a location <laughs> somewhere where the handoff will take place in a briefcase mm-hmm. that's got some sort of you know, got the chain on, got the handcuff on it, all yeah. over it. it yeah. No one's even going to read it. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question: What, what classic issue of Amazing Spider-Man could you get mint for thirteen hundred bucks? You could get like the early one. To- you could get Ditko stuff for that. <laughs> I know you could get. <laughs> well, yeah, you can pay more. You can pay more of that stuff. I think. Um, what was it? What? Because what did Amazing Fantasy fifteen sell at in recently auction? Oh well, those. Well, there's a that was a million dollar yeah, auction. Yeah, those are right, yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. yeah, but you could you could get some you know very fine copies of Ditko stuff for. A uh, lot less than yeah, a thousand. You could, you oh, can, yeah, you can. You can get a big chunk yeah, of dude. Ditko stuff for a thousand. I know, dude. You can go nuts in Vegas for a thousand. Uh, 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 Jerry, we haven't heard from you. What are your thoughts on all this variant mess and $1,300? Well, you know, I, I think I think that because uh, you were asking, I think you were asking earlier, is it just us old fogies that are complaining? You know, yeah. and, and I think that we're probably all wasting our breath complaining about it, think, thinking that Marvel will hear us and care. Marvel does not give a shit. It's pretty. It's pretty obvious that they don't give a shit about integrity anymore. And 
it's I don't know. It's almost it's almost like yeah, this is annoying. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But you know what? There's there's probably just no point in writing about it anymore because Marvel is just beyond shaming. They don't care. You know, they don't care if the market gets flooded. You know, they don't care if people make. You know, you know, it's like it's like celebrities who do stupid things, you know, and get publicity. But it's good because any publicity is good publicity, you know, and, and that's kind of how we are. People acting like, you know, you know, idiots and, and paying ridiculous prices for for this stuff. They don't care. You know, it's just more publicity for them and and their their stunt of the month. So, well, well the thing is, Marvel sees the 700,000 copies that uh, they're selling. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. And they don't. You know. And they don't. You know. They don't care what long-term damage they may do, they may be doing to the brand. You know, just like they didn't care in the '90s, and just like DC didn't care about the. You know how they caused a, almost caused the industry to implode with the death of Superman. They don't give a shit. It's like all of American business these days. They can't see past the next quarter's earnings. You know, right. and that's one reason why we're going into the shitter. But that's another story for another day. I just happened to go on the link that. Uh, <clears throat> Mike gave us, and, and the highest, uh, I typed in Amazing Spider-Man number one variants, and one guy is selling 12 different variants, and it's, he says all CGC ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Going for 12 copies for $2,500 is the <laughs> or, best, or best offer, $60, $60 shipping. Wow. Uh, let's see. We've got... Uh, one moment in time, three sketch variants for nine hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> now the now the one cents for that thing. God. Now the now the one variant I wanted, but my God, I'm not paying this much for it. Was when Amazing Spider-Man seven hundred came out, uh, the Ditko cover, and this guy has it for seven hundred ninety-five dollars or best offer and ten dollars shipping. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, and these Greg Horn ones, these GameStop ones, there's like seven of them in a row. Mm-hmm. $800 each. If I'm paying that kind of money for something, it better come with a happy ending, Jomo. That's all. <laughs> that would be a happy meal to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was a good discussion on that one, boys. Yep. Uh, let's go back to... Uh, let's see... Well, I'm, I've got all my windows open, and I can't get back to it. I'm being a horrible host this, this time, aren't I? This time? <laughs> Let's see. Where the hell did... I opened up so many windows with variants, I couldn't keep... I had like 50 windows open. Okay, JR. Yeah? No, George. George's, oh. George's turn. Let's go. Oh, you're going to pick on me back. now for that crack I made. Let, let's keep the theme going with Amazing Spider-Man number one about a lot of damaged copies happened. <laughs> you can't make a 700,000 copy omelet without breaking a few eggs, Brad. It's going to happen. Yeah, um, a lot of Amazing Spider-Man number ones uh, were damaged. Uh, I don't know why it's, what, a 700-page book that's you know held together with staples? Um <laughs> You know, I'm seriously. I mean, you could roll up and, and kill a hippie with this thing. I mean, it's it's huge. <laughs> it is a weighty yeah. book. Um, in fact, when I got home and I read this story, I looked at my corners, and sure as shit, my corners are damaged. Now, I'm somebody who doesn't give a shit about variants, and honestly, and I even said this on our on our message board, on, well, not on our message board, on the front page, um, said yeah. mine are damaged. I could probably take this into my local retailer because he's a cool guy, and he'd probably give me another one. But I don't care. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I read this thing once. Right, and I, 
I'm never going to open this again. It's going to go. I don't even. I don't even bag and board these things anymore. It's going to go in a in a in a pile that goes over in the corner now. <laughs> now, when you say damage, is it like it was just uh, squished in the box? Yeah, I mean, they are. They are yeah, they look like they rubbed up against cardboard, like being chipped yeah. or something like that. And they are. They are frayed and tattered. Yeah. The, and that's on the spine. That's on you know. I mean. And I actually read the digital copy. I haven't. I don't have the physical copy in front of me. But mm-hmm. is the paper extra thin than the previous month? It is thin. It is a thin paper. It's thinner than the previous month. I don't. I, I, honestly, I don't mind the thin paper. If but if you're going to give me thin paper, do it to reduce the cost of something. <laughs> for me, not for you. For me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, uh, George, did you actually see the we use this thin paper? Article? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What, what happened? I was just gonna. Go I was just gonna say that he actually read the what the original article that um, that was with that the where the news was based off of. Oh, the, right. uh, on bleeding coal. On bleeding coal. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I just got that up now, and they're talking about how the stores that did the Amazing Spider-Man variants across the nation got their comics in at almost seventy-five to one hundred ninety percent damage. Yeah, according to one guy, they quote those one retailer in there. I saw that, so. and then I saw the Marvel did not respond to inquiries. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were too busy, you know, crowing about selling seven hundred thousand copies or something. They just couldn't be bothered with getting it, and you know, in good condition. condition. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jr.? No, I was going to say, uh, you know, I mean, if they didn't give us this thin, pa- thinner paper, then we couldn't have got that our brand new free copy of Inhuman Number One. I mean, hell, that was that's. <laughs> That's that's why I camped out all night in front of my local comic book stores because I wanted that <laughs> thing. I actually liked Inhuman Number One, but Marvel's making a mistake by trying to force this down everybody's throat. Well, especially I, trying to make them like X Men light, basically. I understand why they're trying to do it. They're trying to develop yeah. interest in it, to, and they're hoping they can generate enough interest in it that they can turn it into a movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're looking down yeah. the road to like Phase Four, Phase Five. They're like, we're going to have to bring. We're going to see some Eternals and some other stuff start popping up. Yeah, but um, hey, look, it's Rocket Raccoon. Oh wait, we've already done him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. Sh- I mean, don't shoehorn it in. If it didn't sell as as much as you think it would have, well, guess what? I mean, the Inhumans, they haven't been really huge since what Paul Jenkins did them. Remember back I, in with the early two thousands. Do you guys mind having an extra book inside of a book? I don't want to pay yes. extra for it. You, you don't like it. I don't. I don't, I don't want to get charged extra for it. I mean, we had. Um, yeah. Well, we got. You know, this was a six dollar issue, and we're getting two books. That's great. Where's Where's the the two ninety nine or three ninety nine for just the damn story? That's a fraction of the damn issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Where's that variant? <laughs> that's the variant I'd buy. There you go. Yeah. Gotcha. Any other thoughts about damage number ones? Did you did. JR and Mike, did you get damaged? Um, I, get, I got I got a digital copy any, anyway, so right. so I don't have to worry about yeah. that kind of stuff. How about you, JR? Well, I, I've been damaged for a very long time. <laughs> um, in fact, I think it was my father's fault. But uh, I, I no, my my copy was fine. I mean, you know, did you pick it up off the shelf yourself? Did you go through several to get the one you picked? Or <laughs> no, I mean, I just I just bought one. I mean, the, I di- I didn't see any of the variants at my comic sh- uh, store. The only the only one I saw was the one where he's like got this really weird smile, you know, and he's singing, "I'm so happy, I'm so happy," you know. And <laughs> that's the regular that's cover. The regular. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's the only one I saw. So one thing God, one thing I did God. notice. I'm sorry, Brad. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you. off. I was gonna say. I like Humberto, but man, that's not his best. That cover. is not his best cover. That is not it's his not. best. Cover. It looks like Spider-Man's been sniffing glue, or you know, huff, <laughs> huffing glue out of a sock, or something like that. 
and I mean, just that's an unfortunate. I, I like the J. Scott Campbell covers and and the uh, Marcos Martin cover a lot better. The Alex but, Ross cover that's, and the Alex Ross cover. Right. Um, one one thing I did notice though about this torn covers before I before I noticed this, I got home and read the issue before I noticed this. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I I'm not that anal that I have to like look at like every damn corner of the book or anything. I'm just I'm not that guy. I never have been. Um. But I did notice – now, I'm, that's not a nitpick on people who are. I mean I understand if, you, if you're real picky about that. Dude, I get it. There's stuff I would be picky on, but this comics yeah. today aren't one of them. Um, but I did see something. When I was at the store, I did see people who were going past the first couple and, and looking at, in stuff that was behind and, and you know further yeah. back. Uh, in in the stack or whatever, trying to find. I do that in general. Like if are I'm you? buying a paperback or if I'm looking at buying something off the shelf, I look for the best uh, copy on the shelf. Yeah, that's just something I well, do generally. It's yeah. just making me think that you know, it wasn't just this copy. I mean, it was everything that Neil got, you know, over at yeah. his store. So, yeah, I, I did notice that. And then when I got home, you know, I saw that on our boards. I was like, huh, I wonder if that sure shit, mine's damaged. You know. I'm still looking at this eBay auction. Um, there's there's another there's another uh, variant that I didn't even know existed. It was from the Chicago C2E2 uh, convention, and there's a Stan Lee sitting in a chair reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 14, volume one, to some little kids. Which has f all to do with this story. <laughs> and if you'd like to own that, you could buy it now for two hundred dollars, <laughs> and it's. It comes with a picture of the guy that had the issue. He hands it to Stan to sign it. <laughs> For 200 bucks, it better be autographed by Stan. It is. I'm sorry. It is. It's autographed by Stan. Okay, that's it's different. It's by Scotty Young, who penciled Even it. though it adds absolutely no value to the book because Stan did nothing on the book. From what I understand, yeah, he, like if Stan just arbitrarily signs like a copy of a Dan Slott issue or something like that, it adds absolutely no value to the book. Well, you need to tell my local others other than having the stand autograph. I mean, aside from that, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, let's keep to the, uh, the comic theme of it, uh, Mike. You've got this one. Evidently, Spider-Man's hundredth. Okay, uh, you, you fellows yeah, are going to have to get a pen and paper out so you can kind of follow along the complexity of what this thing is. So you can. I I don't get it. I don't get what this is. Well, okay. From the way it's kind of set up is apparently. For Marvel's 75th anniversary, because they were thinking about, okay, well, what can, exactly can we do? How are we going to celebrate? How can we celebrate this thing? Well, former editor Steve Wacker um, apparently came up with this idea. It's like, you know what? Why don't we come up with an idea? Why don't we just pretend what, Mar- what, what kind of Marvel comic stories we would, we'd be telling with these same characters if it took place in the year 2061? Which is the which would be uh, the 100th anniversary of Fantastic Four number one, mm-hmm. and so these are to, to, to clarify this that these are supposed to be all the same. And they announced this at the at Mar- at the C2 E2, um, you know, right? Like yeah, the, we're, the convention we we're just talking about, right? And so yeah, and so they have like a and a, and Hero Complex, um, the website Hero has um actually has a little more more de- goes into a little bit more detail about what this is, so. These are all going to be part that these 100th anniversary specials, they're all part of a series of one-shots. And they include um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Fantastic Four, um, X-Men, Avengers, and one of them happens to be Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. this one, based on what the description of this thing is, I just they have a little brief kind of 
idea what this is about. Apparently, um, this will well, go back a little bit. This is actually written. This is going to be written by um, what was it going to be written by? Oh, Sean, Sean Ryan, Ryan and Inhuk yeah. Lee is going to be doing the art. And the description and what this is, according to what their little synopsis is, this is supposed to be kind of like set, the setup of this. It's, it's presented as if this were the concluding chapter of a major story arc that has been going on, <laughs> and which. Basic in which essentially that the Venom symbi- that Eddie Brock is Venom again, and the Venom symbiote has been essentially has some cybernetic implants <laughs> that allow it to basically to essentially interface with almost any kind of electronic or computer device. Which, considering this is supposed to be set in the year 2061, that's virtually everything. And so okay. the Kane Pen- and and Peter and uh, Peter Parker tried to apparently according to the set the the, the the setup of this thing has tried to get rid of it but failed, and both Peter and Eddie Brock get kidnapped by the Kane Pen, and the Kane Pen actually kills Eddie Brock, and takes the symbiote for himself, and so now the Kane Pen is Venom, and so now Spider Man has to stop. The, you know, the kingpin. That's the setup for this. That's the setup for the uh, apparently that what the issue is is like is, is Peter Parker fighting uh, kingpin infected with a venom symbiote, which now is, has cybernetic implants, and what, okay. what they describe as a what was this thing? Uh, you know what was it? The um, a techno symbiote suit. That's it. <laughs> so it sounds like Terry Cavanaugh, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst insult you could ever make. Uh, uh, Mike, are you picking it up? I have no idea. I mean, I just it sounds one of those things that sounds like, wow, this is so this could be one of those things that sounds like so ridiculously awesome or so ridiculously bad. So it, 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 it sounds, sounds like a fifth week event like they do often. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you I mean just but I mean some of the but reading some of the other synopsises for some of these for these uh, 100th anniversary things, um it's just I mean it's it's going some of the stuff is sounds pretty off the wall more than so yeah. than that because they've got a thing about in here about the um oh what was it the, the Avengers um their Avengers 100th anniversary thing where they have like Doctor Strange, Rogue and Beta Ray Bill fighting the <laughs> son of the mole fighting the like the grandson of the mole man <laughs> or the son of the mole man inside oh, a inside Stark's tower which in this version is supposed to be they describe as what is it here it's supposed to be uh, which is basically a large Iron Man suit holding a piece of Tony Stark's brain. Here, here's the thing. Here's a couple things that bug me about this. Yeah. Granted, I'll pick it up because I do the satellites and I'm a Spider-Man idiot. Right, because right. I wouldn't uh, get this. <laughs> no, I know you wouldn't. And Jr., you, you, there's no way in hell you're getting this. I, I can tell. <laughs> uh, I'll pick it up just for the sheer uh, curiosity factor. But the thing is... The these are these are not A list creators on it, is it? I, 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 Sean Ryan, I, I don't know of anything he's written. Um, Sean Ryan? No, no, neither have I. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I it's just it's another cash grab to get four dollars out of you know you know what the thing that oh I remember the point. Well, real quick, the point that annoyed me. This is what I was gonna I was winding up for, to throw the pitch on this one. Uh, the the solicitations are released three months in advance of what's coming out, mm-hmm. and all these said classified. That's right, yeah, because they wanted to wait till the C two E two announcement for these things. Yeah, and or, or they wanted to give an uh, 
an exclusive to like CBR or Hero Complex or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, that annoys me because when I because I, I order my comics in advance through uh, it used to be mail order now it's uh, comic book discount services and when I go through the books I want to order when it says classified or it says uh, we can't reveal blah 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 why that really encourages me not to order it. Mm-hmm. And it, it also encourages me. I've never understood this. They often have like posters for sale, like Marvel releases posters that you can buy, and they don't have preview art of the posters. Mm-hmm. Why would you buy a poster sight unseen? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I always think that's the dumbest thing. Well, also, what do you guys think of that? Well, also, what about the retailer too? Because he's, if he's seeing a thing that says classified, exactly. how is he going to be? How is he going to know? Oh, how many copies am I going to order of this thing? Sir, you know. I, if I was a retailer, I'd write back uh, on that, you know, on the order form, classify it on oh, I remember, <laughs> quantity ordered. Yeah. Oh, by the way, reading more of these little synopsis for these other um, for these other uh, anniver- 100th anniversary title things, the the X Men one has Cyclops become the president of the United States. <laughs> so yeah, and also Marianne Frost. So, but, you know, it remind- they did a fifth week kind of event like this. Years ago, because I was logging books recently, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Remember when Marvel released comics? It was like five issues. What if they we sold you comic books that were printed in the Marvel Universe? Do you remember these? Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. That full event, and I'm like, nobody remembers. That's what this feels yeah, like. Yeah, Go ahead, George. Um, looking at the cover. <laughs> right, right. Um, which we haven't talked about. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm struck by the fact that I think they're going to say that Peter and Eddie are gay. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. It's a little kind of. It's got that whole. Well, know, well, there's well, there's ripped Spider-Man mask, and it looks like it, look, it looks like a heart. And then you yeah. have Peter and Eddie Brock. Eddie looks like he stepped off the cover <laughs> of a romance novel, and he's got these classic James Dean features, like he's yeah. the rebel bad boy, you know. And you've got Peter covered in blood, cradling his head like a like a concern, you know, like a lover. Um, I think they're I. I don't know that, that they'll have the guts to go through on that, but part of me thinks that when they originally came up with the idea, at least, they were going to have him have him be gay. Oh, I don't know. Because, well, they, they, they clarified that this is supposed to be the same Peter Parker as we're reading about now. and, and, and I, I think they would say that even if the plot was to have him be gay. Hmm. JR, we haven't heard your two so- thoughts. I know you're probably not picking it up. No, I'm not picking it up. Another d- Dumbass gimmick uh, by Marvel, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to project, we're going to project uh, what the Marvel universe may be like in the year 2061. Well, you know, good luck with that. You know, like just like the Martians invaded Earth in 2001, and just like uh, you know, sins of what was it, uh, Days of Future Past happened in 2013, and you know, yeah, they don't have a friggin' clue what 2061 is going to look like. You know, well, they know what 2099 is going to well, look like. Well, well, a couple, well. The one thing I think I read a comment about this somewhere, it's something like this, like, oh, yeah, on the comment section, it says, the only thing that would make this interesting is if somehow by 2061 they managed to actually work it in so that these stories coincide with the then, with the then current canon. So in oh, other words, they, so that, they aren't thinking that. They're going to forget yeah. that, by the way. We won't even have comics by 2061. Everything will just be digital. But at the yeah, same time, what, what would be a funny gag is if all the books that they had for this 100th anniversary had, yeah. had listed Brian Bendis as the writer. <laughs> okay, uh, George. Comicsology changes. What's happening? Amazon bought them. 
Yeah, Amazon bottom. Uh, this is how does this affect downloading Spider-Man? Th- this comics? is this is this is. Uh, no one knows. Yeah, everyone's. It's such a cipher. No one. I mean, it's uh, it's still fresh. No one really knows what the changes are going to make. You have creator creators. You have writers and editors um, torn on this. Some of them are thinking, you know, you've got Jerry Conway. I was just going to say, he's ticked. Yeah, Jerry Conway's mm-hmm. pissed, and then you've got Nick Spencer, you know, the Superior Foes writer, saying, hey, this is great. So, you know, it, it, everything's confusing. <laughs> everything's torn asunder. It, it, it's Ghostbusters. Dogs and cats are living together, Brad. From what I understand, they've eliminated the impulse buy, which is what Conway's beef was. Mm. I, I think Conway, I think <laughs> so long as Conway's getting you know money from uh, the Flash TV series or whatever, you know, or the death of Gwen yeah, Stacy. I, I, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll care much, really. Is it true? Like I just checked my app on my phone. The old app I have doesn't work. You have to go through Amazon yes, to buy it do. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. or you can just go on the Comicsology site directly. I think it's going to kind of be like Amazon, you know, Prime, not not in the subscription way or anything like that, or point of sale, but just in like the the interface. I think it'll be more like that. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this? The changes to comics. I I don't even use it. I mean, I I do the Marvel digital thing, and that's all I'm I'm willing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Mike, you do you read digital? Yeah. I mean, I don't have like I mean, I don't actually have a um, like a like usually you usually these on iPad and stuff. I just put it directly on my PC, and it works. Yeah. And it works fine. I mean, I just works fine because I don't actually have a use have to use an app or something for it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. So it's working okay. So so far. Right. And and Jr. Have you bought anything through Comicsology? Actually, surprisingly, I have. I've you know picked oh, up a, picked up a few issues of uh, Superior Spider-Man when I just absolutely had to, you know, see what was happening, or I was just bored to death, and I just decided yeah. to. I mean, it used to be nice and easy, but I hear it's become <clears> more complicated. But you know, I, I I care about this about I I care about this development about as much as I care about discussing a uh, Kirby redrawn Ditko issue of you know. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 35 or something. Yeah, but the, you know what this means, though, Brad. <laughs> what? You, you know what we can call Jr. now? What? 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 Digital hipster. He's a digital hipster. And he doesn't like discussing news that is older than 20 years. <laughs> we finally give him something new to comment on, and he's like, he's still, he's still a curmudgeon, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know. What do you, what, what do you say? I mean, we do, like George said, it, we really don't know what this, what this how this is going to affect anything, really. You know, I mean, I, to be honest, it, it could be a good thing. I mean, with Amazon's platforms and Amazon's reach mm-hmm. and things like that, I mean, to, you know, to, uh, you know, get more people to buy these things, you know, to buy mm-hmm. comics. But, but yeah, I agree. Don't make it harder. I mean, because no. comics are an right. impulse buy. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Uh, I mean, one, once you pay That's attention to how much they cost, and you know, if you have to make any effort to get them, you're not going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. That's one thing that's hurt comics, I think. You have to want to go find a comic right. store. Used to, in our day, back in my day, you could go to the gas station and you're like, oh, look at that cover on the on the spinner rack. i mm-hmm. got to get that. So, but like the thing is, they've got to lower, server, you know? they've gotta lower the up. price points on these things. I mean, yeah. it, <laughs> I, just, I just don't see... This taken off when you know when you still have to pay exactly the same much as you had to pay for a paper copy. I would imagine the ninety nine cent sales are really popular. Brian mm-hmm. had just got to eat, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he makes a lot of money, but he spends a lot of money. That's what Patrick Ewing said during one of the NBA strikes, oh. and he went to he went to labor talks in a giant fur coat, and he's actually said that he was like, "Yeah, I make a lot of money, but I spend." 
spend a lot of money. So basically, <laughs> saying that's why I need to be paid more. I love it. JR, uh, in April, it was oh. dressed as Spider-Man at work day. Tell me all about this. Well, yeah, you know, there was kind of a, there was kind of a funny story. Um, this lunatic from uh, Joplin, Missouri Station was, uh, <laughs> he was talking to these guys on acid, you know, they, they, the, <laughs> you know, you know, these, they, they were two disc jockeys who are like wearing Spider-Man mask, you know, and they're, you know, they're, they're talking like stream of consciousness, like they, you know, just did like a line of Coke or something. And <laughs> <laughs> these are my buddies. And, and, you know, and then there's the host and then there's the host, you know, trying Report. to pretend, you know, like, trying to pretend like, you know, he's not in an insane asylum talking to a couple of lunatics, you know, um, <laughs> and, but then there, but then there. Jr. is talking about. I did a report on go to Spider Man Day. My day jobs are as a reporter, so I, I I said to my a couple of my buddies who are disc jockeys at the local radio station. I'm like, you know what? Hey, it's go to work at Spider Man Day. Would you guys like? Do you have something planned? Would you like to uh, do something? They're like, hell yeah! So they went and they got Spider Man masks and they broadcast their whole morning show in Spider Man masks. And I did a report on it, and these guys were hysterical. But Jr. thinks they're on acid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on, watch the thing. I mean, it's like, it's like, gee whiz, you know. And, and uh, oh hell, I lost my train of thought being a uh, being a senile old man. Too many lines uh, of coke. <laughs> yeah, no, no it's, it's, just, it's cake that does me these days, you know. Mm. <laughs> but. Uh, Oh yeah, but then there was another story. I guess in the UK or something, they had a yeah. big, uh, you know, and and they've got a lot of pictures of people dressed as Spider-Man sitting on the subway and and you know sweeping the streets and things of that nature. And uh, you know, I guess I guess this is no sillier than that that buffoon who you know tried to serve on jury duty in a Star Trek: The Next Generation costume, and you know, oh, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess this can't be any worse than that. But the well, costumes, some of these costumes do look good, though. Yeah, April 25th was the first inaugural uh, go-to-work-as-Spider-Man day. So that uh, you'd think it will, will have a, an annual tradition of, of year two? Uh, I can't see it being, being any, popular than, any more popular than Talk Like William Shatner Day. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know why, Jr. <laughs> anyway, did did anyone spot Spider Man at work? No, no. <laughs> I, I dressed as Spider Man once. You did? Yeah, for and Halloween when, when I was like about maybe oh. seven years old. <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't dress and go to work? Huh? No, not no, I'm not. I don't. I, well, I did that once too, actually. Though. You did explain that sounds like a good well, story. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, one my uh, my last job and everything. What is um, it was most of my office. The office was actually composed of all women. So for Halloween, yeah. I decided to dress up as an old lady. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, I mean, they and they were kind enough to basically decide to give me the, some of their little wares to, you know. <laughs> so you on Halloween you dressed as a woman. Yes. So I thought you dressed as Spider Man when I was seven years old. Oh, okay. All right, we're not calling script. him Spectacular Mike anymore. We're calling him Mike Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you're in the sequel coming up, Mike Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, um, 
You know, well, wow. Okay. Yeah, he, he was trying. You know, he was starting out by you know trying to imply that uh, you know grown men don't dress as Spider Man because it was like, oh, I did that when I was seven years old. But yeah, it's perfectly normal for grown men to dress like old women. Uh, well, yeah. Hey, if Rudy Giuliani can do it, so can I. Oh mercy! <laughs> I dressed like a pirate once for uh, one of my. Uh, you know, I got a lot of friends and they have kids. You know that all call me uh, Uncle Trey is my nickname, so they call me Uncle Trey, and I. Uh, yeah. One of them had a pirate-themed birthday party, and his mom asked, you know, can you dress up like a pirate because you're the only person I, I know of that can pull it off. And I was like, pull it off? Let me, <laughs> let me tell you something. And sure enough, I came, and I just I knocked it out of the park. I was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it was scary yeah. how easily. I think I might have been one in a past life. Yeah. If it was a movie, it'd be so scary, it'd be rated R. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's, you know what, yeah. Back when I was, uh, I had that manager job. Remember when I, I got yeah. so busy with it, I had to stop doing the podcast. Okay. Um, we had a board meeting one time with uh, our vice president and two of our vice presidents and all the unit managers. I was a unit manager, and um, the you know what the vice president would come in and he would always joke, you know, make a joke of you know something he heard on the sports you know radio program that morning that he always listened to, and, he, and he'd you know steal one of their jokes and try to say you know try to say it, and he was like, well uh, you know hey what what vitamins do uh, pirates take? And, and without missing a beat, without even thinking about it, I went vitamin R, <laughs> and everyone laughed, and then he said no, it's vitamin C because that's where they spend all their time on the sea, um. and there was like there was like this kind of hush that fell over the room, and I was like yeah mine was funnier. Nobody <laughs> was like, yeah, George's was was better. Uh, and then you were fired. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got on the news? We've got a couple more topics. Um, George, let's talk about sexism. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. All right. Andrew Goldfield got in a little bit of trouble when he was answering a question. Yes, he. Uh, they made they asked him a question about uh, the uh, little kid asked yeah. a question yeah and uh, you know so they they said you know where did he get his costume and Garfield said well you know he he sewed it which is kind of a feminine thing to do but he really you know he made a, a very masculine costume um, and of course you know that's going to set off a set of the population who's like oh my god I can't believe he said that you know there are people who look to get outraged about crap. Well, his girlfriend question. Well, a little bit. yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not you know. Well, the moral of the well, the moral of the story is basically that you know women are right, even if they're even if they're wrong, they're always right. I'm sure Brad knows about this, you know, quite well. Are, and Jr. Are you married, by the way, Mike? No, I'm not. <laughs> and you you learned this single? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I grew I'm up a, with four I'm sisters, so I I grew up with four sisters, so I. Oh, knows, that's it. So I know this quite well. So, Jr. Are women always right? They think they are. <laughs> as far as they know, they are. <laughs> no, I just. I, I mean, I can't sew. Down. I can't. I can't sew. Can any of y'all? No, I can't sew. No, Mike. No. No. Jr. No. Okay. So <laughs> we have four dudes on the show. Yeah. So yeah, none of us can sew. Kind. So uh, how's our female maybe? listenership, Brad? At this point, I, I don't have demographics. If there's any gals listening to the, you know, to the show, and we, I know we have female listeners. We do. Um, let us know. Get on the message board, or get on the main page, or, or whatever, and let us know um, if you can sew or not. Because I bet 
I'm willing to bet, and I hope this, you know, I hope this doesn't make anyone hate me or anything. I hope you're not looking to be offended, but I bet a lot of them do. Yeah. Because they they've picked it up from another gal yeah, in their family. Was... You pick things up from people in your family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't, and you tend it tends to be like you know, unless it's like changing a tire, which everybody should know, and everybody's dad should teach him how to do that. Um, or see, there I go. Or mom, mom can do it too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's just it's it's something like sewing is something that's typically you know like grandma shows you. You know, right. if you're if you're a gal, what's, what's an what's an example of a guy thing? That's like a household kind of chore. The, the uh, changing a tire is a good one, but what, what's equivalent to sewing for a guy that most guys would know how to do? It, but manscaping. Uh, oh, oh Jesus oh. Christ! God, God! Oh. <laughs> of all the answers, you picked that. Is there another household chore that is generally a guy thing that we know how to do but they don't? I mean, it's not laundry. I, I mean, it's very specific. Right. Barbecuing. My mom can yep. barbecue. Well, I yeah, mean, that could be ma- yeah, but that's gonna got to go either way. But if but she'll typically let somebody else do it. If my uncle Walter's there, Uncle Walter's gonna barbecue. Now, I don't think it's. I guess the argument is: is that a sexist opinion? I, I think it's – I don't think there's hatred or whatever behind that thought. I'm just saying when you look at numbers or statistics, generally guys know how to do a certain item more than women This do. goes all the way back to when we were first forming societies and we stopped chasing animals across a plane and we started building huts. Is it sexist to, to – to, Voice the opinion that the majority of one sex does one thing and the other does the other. Everything is sexist. Everything is racist. Everything is whatever somebody wants to get outraged about. That's just how. Well, that's the world yeah. we live in now. I know people can get outraged at everything, but I mm-hmm. think the majority, the the numbers would back up. I don't want to do a poll, but I would think that we just did a simple survey here. We don't know how to. Sell. I used to have long hair. I mean, like I used to look like a Viking in high school. Like if I if I tilted my head back. The back of my hair would touch my butt. I didn't go to the barber for four years. All right. Wow. I mean, I had giant. I looked like people who knew me used to call me like Fat Jesus because I had <laughs> long hair and a, and a big beard. Wait, wait a minute, and you're the guy who's always complaining about dirty hippies. <laughs> but because it used to be one. Yeah, so but here's the thing. I mean, I always wore it in a ponytail. I didn't look like I just roll out of bed. I mean, I looked like I gave a damn. You know, with my long... I, no, I didn't sit there. Oh, so your long hair was nice and stylish and had it in braids and everything like that's it going was, on? It was, is it? it was kept clean and it kept <laughs> presentable. With long hair coming? But, what are we talking okay, about? But the thing is, I couldn't braid my hair. I had chicks at parties braid my hair. And then dudes oh. would be like, I can't, let, I can't believe you're letting this chick braid your hair. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm sitting here leaning against this hot chick who's braiding my <laughs> hair. And you're over there in the corner talking to dudes. Why don't you back the F off me? All right, champ, All right. winner. And let me do my thing over here. That as a father, Jr. Can you, you braid your daughter's hair? I don't know how to do it. I can I can barely comb it without hurting her. You know, Jr. Can you braid hair? <laughs> I, I, was about to, I, I was about to say if I start braiding my daughter's hair, something is seriously wrong with me. But she was no, a I mean, kid when she was, when she was a little girl, though, a little kid. No, that's now, now, that's, her, that's her mom's business. George, exactly. That's another good example George of tasks. George, huh? this might be a stupid question, but when you had the long hair, how did you actually shower it or something, or shampoo it or something like that? With shampoo and water? 
Yeah, I mean, I would just imagine that would be kind of irritating. I didn't step out of the the shower and and put it up in like a towel that looked like you know Marge Simpson's hair, where it's standing up. Like (laughs) I didn't I didn't do that. I mean, I just got out of the shower. Okay, and I I dried it vigorously, and then I usually just let it dry. It was usually dry like that. I was just always been fascinated because I'm always because I've never actually had the dude go with the long hair route ever. So I was just kind of curious. So, the places this podcast conversation goes is amazing. <laughs> Give me a hey, JR, with hands. We, oh, we really God. didn't hear hey, your two cents. <laughs> what? JR, what's your thoughts on generally the tasks that uh, are generally one sex or the other? Oh, or is God. there such a thing? Well, first of all, I was going to say, who cares what Andrew Garfield thinks about this subject? Not, not to, <laughs> not to, to. Uh, you know, uh, do, uh, you know, uh, make fun of Garfield, but it's like, why do we care when celebrities make these comments? I mean, it's not like the president of the United States is saying this. It's an actor, you know. Mm-hmm. It's an actor. I mean, it's it's like, who cares? You know, and it's like when Kirsten Dunst says something. I mean, who the hell cares what Kirsten Dunst says about anything? <laughs> I, I just, it's like people. You know, if anybody gets upset about any of this stuff, they just they get a life, people. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner's brother well, here. Uh, we got that's right. <laughs> somebody, Not really, somebody, but it just, it just, I don't know, it's like, God, if people are wasting time getting upset about, and, and the thing is, who, know, who knows what this guy's background is? You know, yeah. maybe he had a traditional upbringing and his mom sewed and he had no sisters. I, you know, who knows? Who knows oh. how this kid grew up? So, you know, so why, why does it, ay, 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 ay. Well, I agree that people do scour the internet looking to be offended. One of the things that somebody said on the uh, post about this, uh, some one of the commenters mentioned that the exception to this is dudes in the military, and that's totally true. Mm-hmm. Dudes in the military know how to more than likely know how to sew mm-hmm. and know yeah. how to do just about any damn thing to their uniform that they have to do, so that they you know can actually get out and have fun on the weekend and not have to spend the whole weekend peeling potatoes at the base. Right. You know. <laughs> So, but but I mean that's a small percentage of of the male population. Yeah. All right, uh, two more topics left. Uh, Mike, you've got this next one. We lost a uh, voice actor that was uh, uh, quite prolific. Oh yes, uh, yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, um, this is uh, Ephraim Zimbalis Jr. Uh, died in, uh, yeah. at the age of ninety five, and um, he was uh, notable for uh, such roles on um, let's see as uh, this. Flan or any TV shows as 77 Sunset Strip um, and the FBI. He was also the voice of Alfred in Batman the Animated Series. And since this is a Spider-Man co- podcast, he was also the voice of uh, Dr. Octopus for the 1990 Spider-Man cartoon. And by the way, this is actually a very um, coincidental topic that you actually, that I have to, have to pick up, that you asked me to pick, Brad. Because yeah. as it turns out, um, Ephraim Zimbalist and my dad were golfing buddies. Oh, get out of here! No, I'm serious. Now this was back about maybe 15, 20 years ago when they were, you know, Uh they were they kind of both attended the same um, club and everything like this. And sometimes they kind of they played about maybe probably maybe maybe like more than a dozen times or something like that. Sometimes they were belonged to the same uh, group, like groups of four. Other times that they were, you know, sometimes he was in another group and everything. But yeah, my dad, you know, my dad talked, you know, they kind of got to talk and talk, got to know each other some couple times. That's cool. And so he's and uh, and I was asking my dad about this the other uh, the other day because in preparation for this and he um, and I've heard him tell the stories about about him before, um, but he said that uh, Zimbalus was probably one of the uh, he was extremely um, outgoing, very nice, had a good sense of humor, was not pretentious at all, 
you know, didn't let the whole Hollywood actor thing get to him. And he asked, and there was one thing that he said he remembered that he said uh, when he when he asked him about acting, and the Zimbalist told him that one of the things that an actor has to have is a good speaking voice. Mm-hmm. That you have to have either a distinctive voice or an unusual voice. Right. As, lo- as long as it has to be something that people can identify you with. So, so yeah, that's pretty good. That's my. That's amazing. How, how many years ago did they uh, go golfing? How many um, years this ago was, like that? I said, it was about fifteen, twenty years back. Okay. So I mean, he was still doing. Apparently, he was still uh, he was still doing this stuff when he was. Um, because he, apparently, Zimbalist was also very active in terms of sports. Like he used to play tennis a lot, and also. Yeah. And so when he's well into his seventies and eighties, my dad said he was. I don't know if any of you guys have ever played uh, golf. Or anything mm-hmm. like that. I have. Okay, yeah. so because because apparently he was shooting like about maybe ra- um, for a round of golf like about an eighty. Mm-hmm. So and this was pretty, which was probably in his eighties, you know, which is my dad says probably was is pretty good for an amateur essentially. So All right. yeah, yeah. So well, now I don't know much about your history with the the nineties cartoon. Did you watch it? Were you a oh, fan? Yeah, like I watched. Yeah. It, I watched it religiously. I think it was. I think it was. I'm not not. I'm not sure if it was. Coming, not sure necessarily when it was coming out at the same time as it was, but I was able. But when they had the, because for a while there they had almost like kind of had that hour long block. I forgot it which. Um, but yeah, with that was what. But yeah, but but with um, but with Doctor Octopus was. I mean, that was kind of for a while. That was the that uh, Zimbalist was the voice for me. Yeah, I mean because he has especially that distinctive. You know, puts in that distinctive kind of German accent thing that he kind of had going on there and everything else so yeah so that for a while it would that was the guy whenever i read stuff with doc ock in it that was the voice yeah. i pictured now when did you put together that your dad played a round of golf with doc ock how, how long ago did you know that okay well actually was was watching uh babylon 5 you remember that show uh-huh. yeah so because yeah, he, he, he played one of the characters i think he would play one of the characters on that thing and yeah. my dad said oh i know who that is and that's um that's um and he did recognize him as Ephraim Zimbalist. And then he talked about how the fact that he met the, the met him the other day at golf. I'm like, well, that's funny. Yeah, so. Wow. So you, your dad has played golf with Doc Ock, and George has had drinks with the Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> JR, you go out with Mary Jane? I'm not just drinks. We got hammered, Brad. I <laughs> We got hammered. JR and I are liking and partying with the 90s cast. I mean, I don't know if you can count mine, though, because I didn't even really know it at the time. I was confused. No, I, dude, you're claiming it. I don't give a shit. You're claiming it. You had drinks with the gang bun. Um, any, uh, did JR and, and George, any thoughts about losing him? I mean, I'll let JR go first. Okay, I don't know if Jr. watched the show much in the '90s. I, I didn't. Well, see I, I, you know, yeah, I actually, I, I saw the uh, '90s cartoon. Actually, whenever I think of Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., I always think of the FBI. Yep. Because that was, uh, you know, he was on yeah. that show when I was growing up. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's sad. I mean, it, it's sad. We've been losing a lot of uh, pop culture icons uh, right. here in the last year. I mean, you know, Harold Ramis and. Russell Johnson yeah. and uh, 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 David Madden. I mean, just it's it's kind of sad to see all these guys go. I mean, it's just just a reminder of our own mortality. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead, George. Well, you know, he he lived a good long life, man. Ninety five. Yep. Yeah, dude. Dude. Yep. I mean, hats off to you. Props, buddy. Amen. Amen. Um, right. But uh, three things here about uh, about his passing. Um, number number one, the best Alfred, I think. Uh, mm. Batman oh, yeah. the An- Batman the animated yeah. series 
gave us a lot of best as far as Batman goes. It gave us the best mm-hmm. Joker, and I think it gave us the best Alfred. Now, I and like the Michael best Kane. Batman. Don't forget. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and the best Batman. Um, yeah. Number two, dude had a kick-ass mustache. Yeah, I've I've seen it. He's seen it. Yeah, homeboy had had a mustache going on, and a lot of dudes can't pull what he had off. That's nice. I mean, it was it was it was pro. All right, I'm going (laughs) to put that out there. Number three, his daughter was hot. Remington Steele. Oh, Remington Steele. Oh my God, I had the biggest thing for her. Jr., did you have just a massive just thing for her back in the day? Because she was, I mean, dude, if she didn't like to fire you, boy, was wet. (laughs) <laughs> well, I would say that my thing was massive regardless of, uh, oh, oh, Lord. you know, I mean, what woman I might have been infatuated with at the time. This is my fault. Yeah, I did that. That's my fault. That's all you. But man. no, I mean, dude, Are, Stephanie Zimblish, yeah. God almighty, she was... Smack it up, rub it down. All right. Rest in peace. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. on that note. Oh, the other thing is, too, um, also, have you guys seen Wait Until Dark? He was in that as well, uh, with Audrey Hepburn. No. Good movie, by the way. If you try to check it out. It's It's an oldie, but a goodie, so... JR has the last news topic, and I'm very excited about this because I love these toys as a kid. We're going back to 1984. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, Diamond is revisiting Migos, it looks like. Yes, they are. It's it's hard to tell exactly. I've seen the story. I, I remember the Mego um, action figures. I do, too. Uh, between my brother and myself, I think we had uh, Spider-Man and Batman and Robin and, uh, you know. But Do you remember that the lizard was actually a recolored Gorn? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, or, or, or I actually, I think the li- who came first, the lizard or the Gorn? Uh, but, yeah, one, the of, Gorn. one of yeah. them was a ripoff of the other, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, what's happening? Well, they're bringing them back. I mean, awesome. uh, Diamond is going to distribute. Uh, they're working with uh, another company I've, I've never heard of, but uh, they're uh, bringing the Omigo uh, Spider-Man back, and it looks like they're they're. Uh, I mean, for for those of you who didn't know what the Migos were, I mean, they basically they were eight-inch action figures, uh, and they were. Um, I mean, they were big in their day. Um, you know, Migo had a very popular superhero line. And they also had a uh, a Star Trek line. Uh, they uh, yeah. these were just they they were for the 1970s. I mean, they were well articulated. They were reasonably you know a, a, a you know a tra- I don't want to say attractive looking, but I mean they were decent looking and uh, they were fun collectibles. Uh, yeah. The uh, the sad thing with Mego though is they uh, they made one catastrophic mistake after another. Um, they were offered the uh, the Star Wars license and turned yep, it down. That killed them. <laughs> Kenner, Kenner killed them, didn't they? Kenner picked it up, and then yeah. Miko panicked by going jumping into everything. You know, uh, Battlestar. I think well, definitely Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica, all kinds of stuff which never sold. Like and Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And and they crashed and burned and went out of business. Uh, but yeah. this, um, it's hard to, t- I, I can't exactly tell what this thing is coming with. In addition to the doll, it looks like you've got like a Peter Parker clothes, and uh, I, d- I don't know if it's like a mask you would put over the, the spidey head, or. <clears throat> but it, it, it looks like it comes with some additional accessories, like a, a Peter Parker uh, identity. So, uh, I mean, it looks cool, but God, 80 bucks? 
Yeah. I know, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I was like, looking at it. If, if With my discount, like through direct comic book services, it's going to be 60 something. I'm buying it, damn it. I'm buying it. Nostalgia ain't cheap, Jack. Mm-mm. Well, the comics are $6. The Migos should be 60 right now. <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh. Think, think of how many Migos they would have sold back in the day if they were 60 bucks. But, you know, I, I the thing about Migos that I loved, um, well, actually, I didn't love because in, you had to buy so many of them because they kept breaking on me. Inside, the the figures were held held together with rubber bands. That's right, yeah. I think I had, I think if I'm looking, I remember what these were, or, or I didn't actually know what they were called, but I think I had some like a what, Batman and Robin. And yeah, like a yeah. Wonder Woman one, and there was like a Catwoman thing there too, and so it was a, so yeah, maybe like maybe you know I had about four of these things because I didn't because I remember seeing that oh and I had a Superman one too so right. so mostly DC guys but oh and I might they have had, had a lot Hulk. of DC man yeah yeah the, what was really Hulk cool about these was that yeah. they actually had cloth costumes yes yeah. you know and and then in the a and in fact I this is one thing I think Kenner Kenner also helped destroy. Uh, these types of, of of toys because you know they came out with the molded plastic mm-hmm. and they made them small and that just took off like a rocket with kids because then they could put put them in their pockets gotcha. you know and, and it effectively destroyed uh, the market for the I think these relatively cool toys you mm-hmm. know yeah so. these these this is not going to sound very people aren't going to like this but they're Barbie size yes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this was the if if girls like the Barbie size of a toy, you would think logic would dictate that boys would like the size of a Barbie for a boy toy. I used mm-hmm. to have a Joker and a Penguin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a Spider-Man and I um I had a Hulk and I had a Batman but I I didn't have Robin. But I used to t- I used to take those with me to my uh aunt and uncle's house. And my cousin still had all their Barbies from like the late sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that, some some scenarios happened. Yeah, some of these. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just put it that way. Did, did Hulk smash? Some, some, some people got imperiled. <laughs> yeah, because oh. I think some of the Migos were actually did. Some of them actually did belong to my sisters, and they were actually oh. using the same thing. So they had girl Migos. Yeah, that's what the Catwoman yeah. and Wonder Woman were. Yeah, yeah, they had, they had Supergirl. Yeah, well, the. Uh, the thing about the Hulk one, I always thought it was too short. Spider-Man was taller than the Hulk. I just didn't think that was right. Yeah, Hulk was kind of dumpy. Okay. I think they had a Wonder Woman, too. That's, yeah. But the thing is, uh, I'm happy that the, the Marvel ones are being released because DC has been beating Marvel with the, these type of retro figures. Mm-hmm. They, they're producing a whole bunch of different ones, um, they, and they look good, too. DC could put out an entire line of Mego Legion of Superheroes and make a bajillion yeah. dollars. I mean, there are people who would just buy them because they're lazy to screw up. Is anybody besides myself picking this up? Because I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely Oh, well, here's the question, though. For anyone, I mean, did anyone know about the have the Mego Batmobile? I did not. Oh, well, that's the old, so I got... I had I, the Batcave. Well, see, I had the Bat... Well, I had the Batmobile for the Batman and Robin guys, so... Which was kind of cool. And, of course, it was all done in the style of, like, the 1960s uh, TV show. There was a, another... Um, there was another toy line that came out, and they had smaller figures. And I remember the Batman had like a removable head, like the cape, and the head mm-hmm. was just like all one molded piece. Okay. And they yeah. made a Batmobile for them, and I had that one. Mm-hmm. I remember that? Yeah. But I didn't have the Mego one. It was yeah. huge. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if they re-released Secret Wars figures too, I'd buy those. Oh. Yeah, those are good figures. I, I was I was tempted with the little three inch figures with came with a Secret Wars comic. I was tempted by them, but I just didn't really. But uh, the three inch was tempting for you. No. <laughs> You're not gonna make me end my show. Like that. <laughs> Good Lord! All right, I think that's a wrap. All right.